on the Extra Point Podcast. It is a beautiful Thursday evening, guys. We we have a great episode. Will, Cody, how y'all been this week, man? I have missed talking to y'all. I've been all right. I haven't really missed talking to y'all, but um. Hey, man. miss talking to me? <laughs> Probably because I talk to you every day. That's why I don't miss talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> Cody. I'm doing all right, man. I'm always ready to talk football. So it whether is. it's me or you. It's it's just the greatest sport on planet Earth, specifically college football. But before we get into everything, just want to say like and subscribe on the stream on Facebook, YouTube, subscribe on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. If you can't catch us today, catch us tomorrow. Uh, we're doing well on TikTok. We're doing well on Instagram. So give us a follow there at the College Football Experience. As y'all could probably tell by the title, we're breaking down the ACC win totals tonight over, under. We're going through every team, looking at how they're going to do this season. Just kind of looking at the ACC as a whole from last season. I think it was probably the worst Power Five conference. Easily. I mean, it was that it wouldn't be better than the SEC, wouldn't be better than the Big Ten. I mean, from top to bottom, it wasn't better than the Big 12. And, I mean, I would even put the top teams in the Pac-12 against the top teams in the ACC last year. Well, they didn't really have a playoff contender last year. Clemson was a little down. Um, and got blown out by South Carolina and Tennessee back to back weeks. So oh, I mean, your best your best team in the conference uh, just couldn't finish against you know some of the SEC's middle tier teams. Yeah. So just kind of a down year last year. Definitely think they're top heavy this year. Very At least so. we. Some of us might think they are. Some of us might not. Um, but I just don't. The rest of the conference just isn't up to par yet yeah cody what do you think about the acc last season i think you hit on it um a couple of good teams kind of how how it's been the last few years uh with miami not being what we thought they could be mm-hmm. you know you spoke about clemson you know fsu seems like they're coming up but overall <laughs> i think it was pretty a pretty know, down year yeah, yeah, for sure. FSU got hot towards the end of the last year. Yeah, um, yeah. It would have been fun to see them play Clemson again or somebody like that just to see if they could have beat them for a yeah. second Well, time, the good but, thing is this year is, you know, they it, it's all it's, one conference, so it's yeah, not split. So, yes. so you don't have the Coastal and the Atlantic mm-hmm. divisions this season. And so that's really going to kind of – we kind of balance out the conference and give us the best um, opponents in the ACC championship <clears throat> game. So we're starting from the bottom of the conference with the uh, Vegas win totals. We got these from FanDuel. We are we aren't going to spend too much time on these teams at the bottom, but let's start with the Virginia Cavaliers. I think they could possibly possibly be the worst team in Power Five this year. They stunk last year. I think they only won, what, like three games last year? I mean, so I think they could be terrible. So some of their really big games are James Madison, (laughs) William & Mary, Boston College, and Virginia Tech. So you know you stink when must-win games are James Madison and William & Mary. I think they could go – 11 and 1 because James Madison isn't 1 and 11. Oh, dude, I stinking told you that earlier too. <laughs> I, I think I am dyslexic. <laughs> 1 and 11, dude. If we had Virginia oh going 11 and 1, oh my gosh, that'd be to quit this season. right now. Dude, that would be Dude, the they kick of off this they kick off the season in Knox in well, it says at Nat they're playing at Nashville. They're playing against in Tennessee. Nashville. Gosh, well, they're going to get absolutely stomped, curve stomped on that one. This might be a hot take, but I think second-year coach Tony Elliott, he maybe could get axed by before the end of the season just because of how bad it's going 
up there in Charlottesville. What do y'all think about Virginia? I ain't got much to say about them. Uh, I'm going the under the three and a half. I think they're going to be right. absolutely terrible. I probably will only watch probably two of games. their games. <laughs> probably that Tennessee one because it'll be the only thing on on that mm-hmm. opening week at 12 noon. And then probably uh, the Virginia Tech game because that's because that's going to be a, a rivalry game. Yeah. Uh, don't expect them to be on my TV much this fall, but uh, – I got him going under. How about you, Cody? Cody, you have a surprise pick with the Virginia over under. Nah, I think when we're talking ACC, man, it's basketball. It's not football. So, you know, Tony Elliott in his second year, they averaged like 17 last year. Um, they only got one of their starters coming back up front. You know, they lost some receivers and they lost their quarterback. So. Yeah. Um, their defense was actually pretty good last year. If you look at the numbers, they they held teams to almost five yards of play. So for for the ACC, not bad. Uh, they got six starters back, but they lost one of their key linebackers and uh, two of their corners. So I just it's hard to find wins on that with them. Yeah, super super hard. Now we're going to move on to a team from our home state, the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets. Kind of a very interesting team. To end the year, they started one and three under Jeff Collins last season. They fired him, moved on to Brent Key, and the team kind of got their mojo back. They ended the season four and four um, to go five and seven. For them to almost make a bowl game last year with that roster and kind of the whole vibe of the program, that was a really big deal. So I think they might could take that momentum in. To 2023, their over-under is four and a half. Um, what are some of the critical games that y'all think are going to take place this year with the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets? Um, so I, I I got Wake Forest being a key game for them, Boston College, <clears throat> Virginia, and then Syracuse. Dude, those are the exact four that I have to. <laughs> those are my four big games. Um, I got them going over, but I don't know if they're going to make a bowl game. But I got them going over. I think they can win five. The sixth game is going to be tough. tough. That, man, that game late, it's at home against Syracuse will probably be if they can make it to a bowl game or not. Cody, thoughts on Georgia Tech in 2023? Uh, four and a half is kind of tough to call. I think they're right on the line. Like a lot of these teams, uh, I want to lean five. So I probably, I'd probably, I probably would take the over, but it wouldn't mm-hmm. be by much. No. Um, they do have a new play caller, uh, Buster Faulkner, and a three man quarterback battle, you know, and Haynes King went over there. So they yeah. got some playmakers at receiver. Um, yeah. They lost a ton on the defensive side. You know, they Andrew uh, Thacker is their coordinator over there, which is his second year. Key kept him. So, um, but they lost a lot of guys. And I want to say I was reading up on them, and they lost four out of their top five um, by snap count. So, anytime you lose something like that, I think it's going to be really That's difficult. That's a lot to replace. Yeah. So, I if I did, I'd go over, but not, like I said, not by much. I think they're definitely bottom tier. Yeah. And – and kind of touching on QB and the wide receivers that you were talking about, Haynes, Haynes King, transfer quarterback from Texas A&M. His career really didn't pan out there. But, I mean, with a QB guru like Jimbo Fisher. Yeah, and that's weird because they, they really thought Haynes was going to be a dude over there. Right. And, you know, for him to, to kind of stink it up is, is yeah. strange to me. But I also like talking on tech, like – I mean, I, I'd like to think Key can do it, but I also thought the last guy was going to do it too. So it's takes just a weird it's team a, in general when you talk it's football. An ex- it's an extremely unique time for the program just because of this paradigm shift in college football where we're moving more towards a business model. We're moving more towards player employment in the future. Yeah, I really wish I Dion could have got that job. I mean, took that yeah, but like you, you would have to have such a philosophy shift from, Dude, the, whole from the, president, and the whole school. Yeah. I mean, everything would going, have to change. 
they got to change. Like if they want the full, if they truly care about it and they want the football program to get better, then they need to flip. Don't care about academics because they are important because you're one of the best academic schools in the South. But like, man, you, you got to put more emphasis on it and try to get more funding for it and, you know, do the yeah, things but, that you have to do to help flip that switch. Yeah. But I also think you see teams that are, tough to get into that still value that you know the stanford the the vanderbilt's like you it's possible they just need to to rethink it i think right all right not spending too much time on them moving up way up the east coast boston college golden eagles over under five and a half this is a real tricky team because the schedule's not too tough but it's just one of these teams where i mean they could go Either way, some of their critical games for me are Virginia at home, at Army, at Georgia Tech, UConn at Cuse, and Virginia Tech. They need to win three or four of those to really be able to reach this five and a half. Cody, what's your thoughts on Boston College? I think they were they went three and nine last year, so they were one of the worst Power Five teams in the country. Mm-hmm. Uh, they got a new OC. They they look to be more pro style, um, heavy play action. They lose Zay Flowers, who was a stud to the NFL. Um, got Ryan O'Keefe back from uh, UCF, who's got some vertical speed. They've got decent uh, receivers. I think in the ACC, particular, this is one of the kind of sneaky wide receiver groups. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as the team in general, I think they're going to be really bad, man. They, the OL is not good. The the secondary got some guys from the portal, but it's just not a good football team. The only plus I can see at Boston College is you, you know you dodge Clemson, NC State, and UNC. So yeah. you know they, like you said, the schedule's not crazy, but I think they're just not a good football team in my opinion. Yeah, and I mean they also lost their quarterback, Phil Dracovic to pit so you yeah. so, so you lose him to an in conference opponent and i mean he's a he's a pretty serviceable quarterback he was he was a really kind of highly rated guy out of high school from what i remember and i mean to lose that type of talent at the most yeah and i don't position hurts i don't too. think the quarterback hurts i mean it does hurt him big time mm-hmm. but I, I don't think it's as big of a worry as that ol the Dude. ol is just they were one of the worst last year in the country and i think you know they were sacks. 10% on dropback. So. And it was kind of due to injury, too. I'm pretty sure they were having to flip defensive linemen midseason to be offensive linemen. Like, it was that bad. Will takes on Boston College going into this year. All right. Y'all are going to let me speak. There we go. Um, I love me some BC, baby. Um, God dang, dude. If, if I had to make the case for the over – they need to go four and two in their first six. So they got to beat North Illinois, Holy Cross, Virginia, and Army. Don't think they can beat Army, but oh, God, dude, that's a tough schedule. Um, I got, I wanted to do the over because y'all did unders. But I don't know. I, I'm going to go with the over on them. I believe in them. Uh, I think they can be better. I'm going to stick with my gut here. Just uh, just kind of doing my research on them. But I think if they can go four and two in their first six, man, they can they can do it. Because all they got to do is win two more after that. All they got to do is beat UConn and Syracuse. Yeah. They can do I, it. I mean, them, <clears throat> them, them versus Virginia is like the toilet bowl of the ACC this year. I mean, like, hopefully that game's on Nickelodeon or – Disney I mean, Channel or something. Dude, God dang. That that thing's gonna be like on like on Paramount Plus or something. <laughs> Streaming only. All right. Coming back down south a little bit, staying on the eastern seaboard. What about the Virginia Tech Hokey Brent Price? Second year on campus there in Blacksburg. Over under five and a half. I mean, golly, this this section of the ACC where all of these teams coming up there, about five and a half to six and a half. This is just so – this is like such a muddy situation for, for all these teams. But kind of getting back to Virginia Tech, they play Purdue at Rutgers versus Syracuse at 
Boston College, at Virginia, Pitt, Wake. Those are kind of their key games that are going to be the games that decide their season. I mean, they have an awful quarterback situation. Grant Wells, and they got a transfer from University of Baylor, who's more of a running quarterback. I think they go under. I mean, their their offensive line and their defensive lines, I think it's going to struggle this year because of depth. And, I mean, for the schedule that they have, for the type of team they are, it's a really tough schedule. I'm going under with the Hokies. I think I got that over. And if they can start 4-0, they can do it. But they got to start 4-0. Because mm-hmm. there's two more wins in that schedule. Because they go to Virginia at the end of the year, and then they have Boston College, Syracuse, and Pitt left. So if they can start four and zero, they can go the over, and I'm gonna pick the over on them. So we're a little different on that. Yeah. <laughs> Cody, thoughts on the BT Hokies? I think Virginia Tech's kind of hard to read. Again, um, Vegas always does the lines right where you want them, right? So um, the biggest thing for me with with Virginia Tech is the health of them. I, I don't. I think injuries are going to play a, a big part, whether they stay healthy or not, and and whether they go over or under. Um, you know, they were one and four in one score games last year. The offense was terrible. I mean. 36% success rate when they're throwing the football is, is absolutely atrocious. So yes. um, they got a new OL coach, six starters back on offense. Uh, you mentioned the schedule. Um, they got some receivers in the portal. They lost their biggest one to Notre Dame. They were hurt last year. I tend to think like they're, you know, probably going to have the same thing. And with the line, with so many questions up line, I'd probably take the under just because, I mean, the defense wasn't bad last year. The offense was just terrible. Uh, yeah. They did get a guy from Florida. I like to mention that. A DL that's going to be pretty good. Um, but their re- run defense was terrible, and they don't know who their Mike linebacker is going to be. So I just think there's too many question marks for them. Mm-hmm. The quarterback spot being a question mark. I mean, the lines, the linebackers, I think it's just too much. Yeah. And, I mean, kind of getting back to the start of the schedule from what – you were saying, well, I mean, they they lost to Old Dominion, right? They lost to them last year, and that was at Old Dominion. And I mean, I mean, goodness gracious, Purdue's gonna be tough. Yeah, because um, I I mean, they have a one, new head coach though. But still. three and one, two and two is probably more likely. But if you're gonna bet the over, they need to go four and zero oh in that. They almost games. they almost have to go four and zero. Oh. I just don't – if they don't go 4-0, and dude, it's not going to happen. I mean, no. with Pitt at Florida State, Wake Forest, those three games, man, you you might can go over right there. Um, sure could go over right there. <laughs> so, if you can win those four, man, you could definitely – you know, you got Syracuse on a Thursday night. Uh, Virginia Tech is usually rocking, especially on a Thursday. That'll be probably ESPN. Um, it is, in fact, ESPN, 7.30. Yeah. Years. Off. Um, at Louisville will be tough, but at Boston College isn't a, a terrible game. And then I think if you can split that NC State Virginia game, which you should, you should beat Virginia pretty bad. Mm-hmm. Um, you should. So I think they can they can hit it, but dude, those first four games will be crucial to see if they can do it or not. Critical, and the team that they play at the end of that stretch, the Wake Forest Demon Deacons. And this team lost their best player in history, right? I mean, yeah. you, they lost Sam Hartman to the transfer portal. He's at Notre Dame. I think this is the toughest line so far. It's six and a half. Goodness gracious. Their critical games are at Duke, Pitt, Vandy, North yeah. Carolina State, and Georgia Tech. I mean, goodness gracious. I think the Jeff Clawson slow mesh offense is just hard to stop. Wake's really good at developing players, keeping them, getting 21, 22-year-old men on the roster. 
And, I mean, their schedule is really not favorable. They do have to play Clemson. They do have to play FSU. do have to play Notre Dame. It really leaves no room for error. And, I mean, but I got them going over because they're Wake Forest. I got them going under, but barely. Like, they're yeah. a 6-6 six and six team to me. Got a tough little schedule. You got Clemson and Florida State. You got to go to Duke on a Thursday night. Ooh. And a game that I would love to watch is when they go to Notre Dame. That's mm-hmm. going to be kind of a fun one to watch. Um, Sam Hartman playing his old team. Okay. I don't think there will be any hard feelings. I think they all understand that he either need to go to the league or move on. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, just barely going under. I think they're going to start 3-0. and Um and then I think Georgia Tech might surprise them. Yeah. Um, but tough little schedule, though, man. It stinks that you get both the better teams on there when you both got to play Clemson and Florida State. But And yeah, you have to play Notre Dame. I mean, goodness. And their goodness. offense, man, it is really weird. Can the backup quarterback run it like Sam Hartman did? You know, that that slow mesh, the wide receivers are super out far out wide, sideline to sideline. Um, you know, he got a few snaps under his belt last year when we didn't know if Sam was going to play or not because mm-hmm. of his heart condition. So he does have some reps. He probably is ready to go. So it'll be interesting to see if they can continue it even without Sam there. Cody, I think you're kind of high on their sophomore QB, right? Yeah, Mitch Griffiths. I think he's I think he's capable, man. He's not a Sam Hartman by no means, but uh the receivers are what's gonna make him is uh, they've got some of the best receivers in ACC. Um, you know, they replaced three up front, and I'm sure that's you know, Dave Clawson's biggest deal is trying to find those guys, those hogs to protect him. Um, but I don't I don't think they'll worry about offense. I think defense is more their their struggle. Um you know, last year they were yeah, and they struggled against the pass last year. They gave up almost twenty nine a game, and they lost some guys up front on the D on the D side too. So um, I think, you know, speaking on them, I, I'd like to go over, but just barely, just a hair. You know, right. uh, I mean, schedule is rough, but I think they got enough to do it on offense just to to win a couple of those fifty fifty games. And I mean, like these are the lines that I think are going to be decided by like a simple bounce of the ball. For sure. I mean, just just one super bad decision by the quarterback, one one play where the running back doesn't see the hole and he just cuts the wrong way and it would have been a touchdown. I mean, just plays like that or like you fumble and the ball goes out of bounds when it's surrounded by defenders. I mean, just plays like that or could be could be what decides these over-unders. So I mean, it's it's just so tough to call, but like I said, I'm going under one of my least favorite mascots right now. I hate this mascot. Dumbest mascot in all of college football. The Syracuse Orange. They're over under six and a half. I mean, their critical games are at Purdue. That was an awesome game last year. So I think it'll be a pretty fun game this year as well. Virginia Tech, Boston College. Wake, Pitt, Georgia Tech. I'm going under for one reason, when one reason only. They changed the name of the Carrier Dome, Legendary Arena up in Syracuse. They they changed the name. I don't care about anything they're bringing back, anything that's on the field. For that reason alone, they're going under. Um, For me, for Syracuse – I also have the under, but, dude, their last, like, five games are not, like, the toughest five games. Mm-hmm. But their top half is pretty tough. I mean, they got to go to Purdue. They got Clemson. They got at North Carolina. And they got at Florida State three in a row. Oh, I mean, they're going to lose those disgusting. three. They're going to lose those three. So, you got to win your first four, Col- Colgate. Western Michigan at Purdue and Army, man. For you to have any chance to go and over, you got to start four and zero because you're going to lose those three games in a row, most likely. At least you're going to be big underdogs um, in those. Yeah, I got them going under as well. So I don't think it'll be that good of a year for the Qs. 
Cody? Um, Syracuse, man. I think people forget that they almost beat Clemson last year. You know, they started six and zero, but yeah. kind of fell off the rails. Um, I, they had a top, I want to go over t- just because y'all went under. What's that? <laughs> they had a they had a top twenty defense last year. I did not. Know. They oh, had dude, a they had some dogs in the secondary. Their defense is going to be good. You know, they they were running the three three five with uh, uh, Rocky Long, but at, where it is, they're going to four two five now. So we'll see. They couldn't defend against the run uh, last year, but I do think. I mean, you got a senior quarterback. Uh, you lose Sean Tucker. OL is going to be bad. I think it's hard to read Syracuse right now just because Garrett Schrader being sidelines. We haven't really seen, you know, how he's going to look. It's kind of hard to gauge. Uh, but the defense will be good, you know, even if it is a four-two-five or three-three-five. Because um, Rocky Long, I mean, Rocky Long basically started at three-three-five. So uh, they got eight coming back. Um, they had to replace some guys just like everybody else. I think the defense will be good. The offense kind of kind of scares me. So. Um, I'll go over just because y'all went under, but it's it'll be barely if they do. Something that I think could play into this over-under is probably a little bit of a quit factor. I mean, you hate to say that when you're talking about a team, but I mean, kind of like you were touching on Will, they need to start hot because that stretch of those three games, Clemson, FSU, UNC, I mean, if if – if you're coming out of the first six games and you're two and four or you're one and five, I mean, you have to think about the quit factor. So that's another reason that I'm actually going under, but I mean, but they don't have a terrible back half of the schedule, man. They don't have a terrible. Yeah. So if if they can start four and oh and go into the bye week four and three, uh, then you watch just out. keep your Thank head you. up, just just keep your head above yeah. water. And I think that Dino Babers is a quality guy. I think he produces great men. So I'm gonna, I'm still going under, but barely though, like six and six, like yeah, six and six maybe miss out on a bowl game just because of the curse the Carrier Dome is gonna just drag them down. <laughs> All right, and That's a team fun. you're a a team you're pretty high on, Cody, and a team I think could be a disappointment. The Pitt Panthers they kind of busted onto the scene in 2021. Kenny Pickett they came down here to Georgia for the Peach Bowl. Man, they they don't have a really easy schedule. I mean, they play a lot of Power Five teams. They're over under win total like a bunch of these. ACC team just six and a half. I think they barely go under. Barely. I think it's hard to say, man. I, I know <laughs> I know I've said that on a couple of them, but it, you just don't know what you got with, with a couple of these teams. Pitt's yeah. one of them. Pitt's one that we could either, you know, they could shock us and be really good or they could shock us and be really bad. Mm-hmm. I mean, what you know, they got a new quarterback, so you just don't really know. Um they did replace a running back and receiver too. So it's like, are the guys that are, that are coming up, are they better? Are they worse? I mean, they got six starters coming back. So, you, you know, there's gotta be some kind of good in that. And, but I'm actually going to go under, man. The more I read about Pitt, the more I'm, I'm just kind of iffy on. And I just, I know that they, they have a good coaching staff over there, but it just seems like too many question marks for me to feel comfortable in saying, okay, these are, some chalk up wins because before we were kind of you could kind of say like hey Pitt's one of the stronger ones in the group but now with Duke coming up and you know Louisville on the rise Miami trying to get there Pitt's kind of iffy and shaky to me so I'm going to take the under with them mm-hmm. well man um, <clears throat> they were 23rd in total defense last year which they, they, they're always pretty good at defense mm-hmm. uh, which kind of shocked me when I was looking at them um, I'm going to go the over, but barely. I'm going to go like a set. I see a seven and five team right here. I could easily be six and six as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I see some wins on here. Um, I think they're going to start possibly three and oh. Um, they could, yes. And then 
lose to North Carolina, and then they got to go to Virginia Tech. Ooh, they might lose back-to-back right there. Um, but I think they can maybe find four wins. They're going to have to split that Louisville-Wake Forest yes. games, and then they'll lose two in a row, and then they're going to have to uh, win out. Right Dude, there. that's something that I always want to talk about. This schedule, it isn't hard because you just have so many like high-quality teams. They just kind of got a bad draw. Because they're challenging. Yeah. I mean, they're only playing one team that's not a power five team. I mean, Cincinnati, West Virginia, North Carolina, Virginia Tech, Louisville, Wake, Notre Dame, Florida State, Syracuse, Boston College, Duke. I mean, those are 11 of your 12 games. I mean, so you really don't have any for sure FCS cupcakes or even like a g5 cupcake you only have walford to open the season to kind of iron out the wrinkles before you're playing big boy ball um and kind of like cody said i mean they lost a lot on the defensive line they 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 have a good first rotation but i mean they kind of lack depth especially on the defensive and the offensive line too so with that schedule where it's just so spread out over the 11 games and you really don't have time to really breathe. That's why I think they're going under just, just because of the schedule and the depth in the trenches. Another team that has a win total of six and a half that there's, it feels like half the ACC is at six and a half. The NC state Wolfpack. This is a really interesting team to me. Tell me what y'all think about NC state. Cody, go ahead. Um, sorry, I had a sneeze. <laughs> Excuse me. Well, bless um, you. Appreciate it. Uh, so let's see. They were eight and five last year. They lose uh, Devin Leary. Defense was pretty good. Wide receivers were kind of trash. Uh, one thing you noticed with NC State, or that I noticed, was um, once Leary was out, it was bad news bears. So it was ugly. Um, they got a new OC. Um, what can Brendan Armstrong do? Or maybe MJ Morris, if you want to believe that. No. Um, I probably – let me see. Let's see, look at their schedule because I haven't looked. Uh, it's it's kind of hard. Under. Under. It's kind of hard. Yeah, so I see maybe – yeah, I'm going under. Um I do. I think they'll be okay team, um, but it's just you know they they lost two. Yeah, they lost two all ACC um, OL. I know that um, they run the three three five as well. They lost two DL and two linebackers, so that could hurt. Um, as well as losing three out of the five top snap counts, so they'll be pretty good at corner. I think safety they'll be a little shaky. Um, they got Notre Dame, UConn on the road, Clemson awake, so. Pretty tough schedule. Like you said, the schedule really matters on how good your team is, basically. Yes. I mean, if you give, you know, give Bama the schedule, give Georgia the schedule, no, it's not a bad schedule. But NC State with them and what they're what they're having to, to bring in and move around, I'd probably lean the under with them. Man, all of their critical do, do games, not, they're all on the road. Do y'all not listen to Josh Pate? The schedule does not define you, brother. Understand, or your record does not define you, but your, your schedule record, does. Your schedule does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're, you're for your, sure. Your, your, your record is your schedule. Um, I got the under got as well. Questions. I got some under under as well. Um, they were the twenty. They were twentieth in total defense last year. They always kind of have a good defense. Mm-hmm. Um, they're gonna have to replace some production from last year. Um. Just don't see them fixing the quarterback situation in one year. Um, they're going to have to figure it, figure it out on offense. I, I just don't think the defense can hold them into every game. Um, but I see them being six and six, five and seven type deal. And you kind of touched on it, Cody. Their wide receiver situation, it's not good. So, I mean, you're bringing in Robert and I from Virginia, who was Brendan Armstrong's quarterback when he kind of popped in 2021. But, I mean, do you have the guys 
for that offense to roll. I mean, because you you could have the quarterback, but do you have the weapons for him to get the ball to? And he really struggled in spring, I think, and really didn't distance himself like people thought he would coming into that new system. Well, it is. Yeah, and I think that's why. I think that's why MJ Morris ended up staying as well. Yeah. I don't know if y'all remember, but he was thinking about hitting the portal, and then some right. people were like, "Oh, well, he's going to stay." I think he kind of realizes that maybe the maybe the battle is closer than people think, you know. And you spoke on the receivers, and they they lost two with uh, Thomas and Carter. So either one of those guys, I don't feel comfortable with. Yeah, yeah, they're you know decent QBs, but. I'm with you. I think Armstrong was supposed to kind of distance himself, and he had. And he didn't. So, for all of those reasons, we're going under. Let's get into some overs. Man, I'm sick of all these daggum unders. A team from the I, – I think it was our very first show. I said, if you have cold, hard cash, put it – on the Duke Blue Devils to go over six and a half. This is my team. I'm riding with them. They have so much returning production. Love Riley Leonard. I love their head coach, Mike Elko. The defense got to get a little bit better. The schedule's tough, but this team is tougher. Give me the over on the Dukies. I'm going over as well. Um, I, I know I pick on Coach Jamal Bruce a lot. He's a Duke alumni, uh, coach with him over at Callaway. Um, but, dude, they lost four one-possession games last year. I know. Four and they games. still so, went nine and three, right? Still no, went nine and went three. Eight, yeah. Eight, nine and four, counting ball. Yeah. yeah. So, if they can get out of their first five games, three and two, which is very possible, Clemson, Week One, Lafayette, Northwestern, UConn. You can you can win those three, and then you got Notre Dame coming in. So I think you're going to start three and two. Gosh, you got to find a way to win four games though. That's going to be tough. NC State at Florida State at Louisville, Wake Forest at North Carolina, at Virginia at Pitt. So you're going to need to beat NC State. Beat Wake Forest, beat Virginia, and beat Pitt. You're gonna have to find a way to do that. I mean, Florida State I think, and Louisville are gonna I be tough, and, UN, and UNC is gonna be tough. Yeah, they can win those teams, dude. They're, it's not like they're gonna be like underdogs. Nobody's gonna be a huge favorite in those games. So, right, they can definitely win win those four games. Yeah, and I mean. I'm a I'm I'm with y'all. I like Duke. I think Mike Elko coaches a good team. They bring nine back on the offensive side. Um the O line is dealing with some turnovers, so I'm curious to see how that goes. Uh the defense got better last year with him, you know. They they yeah. went from averaging like forty allowed to going down to twenty two. So um they're gonna re- be replacing the linebacker and DBs, but I like to take the over just because I think Elko can get them where they want to go. Um, of course, you'll find out kind of how good they'll be game one when they see Clemson. But schedule's <laughs> schedule's doable. I do think uh, it's rough, you know, getting at FSU and getting at North Carolina and that. But um, give me the over, too, just just because I like Elko, really. Dude. That Clemson game's going to be sneaky, man. Clemson better I, be ready to go. That's on – a Monday night. Monday. Eight, Monday night. Yep. Dude, standalone game. No, it's at Wallace Wade Stadium, Durham, North Carolina. That's right. That's right. At yeah, that's right. yeah that's right. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And I, I, I think Clemson's like minus 12 and a half right now. But, but I mean, we kind of spoke on that either last episode or the episode before. Clemson might not be rolling at that point in time. And you could kind of have a situation kind of like FSU last year. You're kind of getting a new staff in there. You aren't getting a new head coach, but you're getting a new offensive system in there. They might not be clicking. They play a tough opponent. Start the season. Things might not go your Uh, way. When we get to Clemson, I'll share with you why they're going to be rolling. But this game can be sneaky. Yeah. All right, man. 
Now, I'm pretty sure this team's win total is six and a half. No, we're done with the six and a halves. Thank God. This is one of the most interesting teams in the ACC. Second-year head coach Mario Cristobal and y'all's rivals, the Miami Hurricanes, win total seven and a half. I'm really bullish on the Hurricanes. Tell me what y'all think about y'all's beloved friends down in Miami. I wouldn't really call us friends at all, <laughs> but – I do think what they did in the offseason, they're going to be better. I do think last year they were dealing with stuff in the locker room. The offensive coordinator just didn't mesh well, so they got they brought in a new offensive coordinator. They're going to be more of an air raid system this year. I think the quarterback's going to definitely um, benefit from that. Um, I do think they're going to be better than last year, but I'm going to hold my horses on this one. I'm going to go with the under, but barely. Like, I'm thinking seven wins. Seven and five. Yeah, I'm thinking seven and five. Um, I just, I'm just not sure about their up front and their defense. Um, I know they brought some guys in. I know they did really well in the transfer portal, mm -hmm. and they brought in a really good recruiting class that's going to yes. do really well for them. Um, but I just, I think it's, I think it's only seven wins. I'm going under. Cody, I hate to put you on the spot right now, but do you remember their offensive lineman that, that they got? I don't remember his name, but like he's he was an absolute freak. I think he was a five star. He's the gonna be the, the dude from IMG. Yes. Yeah, he's yeah. just a he's Francis. he'll probably he'll he'll probably be a week one starter as a true freshman. Like the day said from the moment that he stepped on campus, you could tell, okay, this dude's the most talented player we have on the offensive line. Yeah. yeah, and uh, that's the reason I would go over with them. So uh, kind of the pieces they've brought in, you know, the guy you spoke on, uh, I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Uh, his first name's Francis, so go with yeah, that. But, uh, yeah, the guy for, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's a stud. But um, – I think, you know, with what they brought in, kind of how they're recruiting, you know, Mario's going to look to build, you know, another block and get some more time under his belt. They were averaging 23.6 last year. And then, uh, like Will spoke on, they brought in Shannon Dawson. So Tyler Van Dyke is enough. I know Gus, you're high on him. Um, he, he definitely can get the job done. Um, and I think they have enough speed in the back uh, on defense to – to hold some teams, they get seven of them guys back. They do replace a couple of them, a couple of the corners, DJ Ivy and uh, uh, Tyreek Stevenson. So we'll see how that goes. But I, I'm kind of a believer in Miami getting better, um, and I, I'll take the over with them. Yeah, and some wow. of their critical games, some of their critical games, week two, Texas a and Texas A&M comes to Miami Gardens. They're at UNC, at NC State, at Florida State, and Louisville at home. They got to win two of those five, and I think they got to protect their pitiful home field advantage <laughs> and be A&M. And I think Vegas is telling us something. Curb stomp them. Curb stomp them. I think Vegas is telling us something with eight, man, because the way they had the way they played last year, that it's like there's no way it should be that high. So I'm thinking right. Vegas knows kind of something. Um so that just I don't know. They got they got the pieces. Mario Cristobal knows how to win. Let's let's see what he can do here too. And I'm really interested to see yeah. how Cristobal's offensive philosophy, I mean, because he was an offensive line coach, he wants to smash the football. He wants to run it down your throats, but then you have Shannon Dawson, air raid background. How are they going to mix? I think they could mix really well because the way you're kind of seeing the air raid scheme kind of evolve in college football today, they're really starting to run the football more, but just have air raid passing concepts. Well, what they're trying to do is they're trying to outnumber you in the box. Right. And what they want to do is they want to get those linebackers out of the box. So Exactly. If they can spread you out as far as you can, and they know, like, uh, we well, we can't guard these guys one on one, so we're gonna have to put a linebacker or put another safety in there, 
So then, okay, well, now it's five on five. So yeah. uh, that opens up more running lanes for guys. Yeah, so that's why I think you're going over because I think Shannon Dawson's going to come in there and inject new life, and we're going to see 2021 Tyler Van Dyke come back. And a team we touched on, a must-win game for Miami, the Louisville Cardinals. Finally getting up into the big boy territory. Eight and a half is the win total. Oh, man. That's a scary number for Louisville. It's a really, really scary number. So many people are high on them. I mean, first year Jeff Brom bringing in so many pieces. You, you, you have this roster is one of the rosters that really flipped a bunch of players in the transfer portal that a lot of people aren't talking about. You're hearing USC, Colorado, Auburn, LSU being high up in the transfer portal and really flipping players. But not many people are talking about Louisville when it comes to flipping players. Man, the schedule's not the toughest, but it's no, not. It's pretty easy. Yeah. But, I mean, so many people are high <laughs> on them. I – Pick their starting quarterback, Jack Plummer, as the backup in our freaking quarterback draft. But I'm going under just because so many people are over. That shocks me that you just said that. Um, I'm under as well, but barely. Yeah. I'm under as well, but barely. Eight and four. Um, they brought in about 25 to 30 transfers. Um Damari Thrash from Georgia State transferred, former Troop High School wide receiver, is coming in there. Um, they're going to be they're going to look totally different than what we're used to, what they're used to looking. Uh, but like you said, their schedule's pretty easy. I think for them to hit the over, they're going to have to split the Miami and Kentucky game at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, if they can split those or go two and zero in those games, they're going they're going to go over. But I just don't see them. I think they're an eight and four team. That's what they're kind of looking like to me. Yeah, and I was really hoping that they would be at seven and a half because I'd feel a lot better on the over. I'm I'm so under I'm just barely. But I do like Brom. I think Jack Plummer he'll he'll make a star out of. Um you know, they, they only have three coming back on the offense. Uh, they got six coming back on the defense with Ron English calling it, uh former Florida guy. Uh, they had a bunch of transfers like Will spoke on. I think they'll be good. I'm kind of leaning eight and four too. So because of that, I'll take the under. But they do have a lot of talent, man. It's a team that that you wouldn't really want to play for sure in the ACC. Oh yeah, and I think they brought like five wide receivers in. So like they yeah, had, yeah, they, they they flipped the whole room. So I the mean, whole I just like is almost flipped. Yeah, but and I think. I think Brahms' brother is the offensive coordinator as well. So, I mean, there's just a lot going on. I'm I'm hopeful, but I'm not sold. That's why we're going under. Man, this team right here is one of the most controversial – not controversial, one of the most weird teams of last year. That's really the best way to put it. North Carolina Tar Heels, they are at eight and a half, same as Louisville. I mean, man, they lose offensive coordinator Phil Longo to Wisconsin, but they're returning. Shut up. They're going under. I don't care if they have Drake May. I don't care if they have an easy Hmm. schedule. They're going under. They're going under there. They're going over. The defense is going to be better. Gene Chizik is going to get that defense going. Um, they do kind of have – man, they got a little bit – it's not terrible. It's doable. I think they're going to be 9-3, and 10-2 type deal. Um, they were 116th in total defense last year. Trash. That's Yeah, that's terrible. That's almost last. Um, guy who improved drastically. Um, 19th in total offense, of course. I think the offense can can be just as good um, as long as they get things going with the new offensive coordinator. But when you got Drake May, man, you can have a top 10 offense. Um, they got they opened the season with South Carolina. If they can win that game, that's a big the over is going to happen. Um, if they lose, oof, 
you might be looking at eight and four. Uh, but they got Miami, Duke, Clemson. But here's the deal. They only leave the state of North Carolina twice in the first, I think, the whole year. They only leave it twice. So that really helps them out, not having to leave home that much. Um, I think the schedule really helps them. So I got Drake, May, Mac Brown, and Gene Chizik all going over this year. With Nobody loves quarterback Hills more than more than Will. Dude, you should just choose them to be your number two team because you uh, love, nah, bro. Mm. Oh, oh, hey. Yeah, right. I think this is the hardest team in the ACC for me personally to choose because um, I know how I know how I feel about the other two that we're going to discuss. This one was really tough for me because they have a lot of talent. You know, you spoke on May. I don't think Chip Lindsey is that good. I wonder how good he's going to do with May. Um, they've recruited pretty good, uh, but they lost some receivers. You know, they allowed 40 sacks last year. They gave up. 31 a game, like ranked 12th in ACC against the run. They were last in pass defense. Like defense is terrible. And I don't know why because Gene Chizik isn't bad. No, he's not bad. Mac Brown's just going to give Lindsey his playbook and say, hey, bud, don't screw this up. Here you go. And I mean, the offense isn't going to be bad. It's the defense. It's just kind of like. It's just kind of like Saban did when Lane kind of gave him his place. Saban did the same thing. Here's my playbook now, bud. Don't mess this up. I so mean, the same thing with North Carolina. There's do not just keep running the same offense, and we're gonna figure out this defense, bud. All right. I think, I think the reason I'm so down on UNC is because they do have Chip Lindsay as their offensive coordinator. He just, just stunk at Auburn, and I just have a terrible taste <laughs> in my mouth from him at Auburn. <laughs> I mean, I have right here in my notes, Chip Lindsey is a trash OC. I have zero faith. I Under. love Drake May. I love Drake May. He's, a, he's an absolute stud. I mean, he'll, he'll be the number one or number two pick in this year's NFL draft. But right here, Drake May can only get you so far, and we found that out last season. Hey, he can only get you need, so far. We just need the defense. To just step it up a little bit. Just keep us in games, and I promise you we can win some. We can get we, to nine. We, we can, can win nine. some. Well, Drake Mays my quarterback, right? Oh, true. Can't give up 31 and expect it. No, can't answer. give up 31. Let's give up about 18. Let's stay in the 14, <laughs> 18 If you give up <laughs> – but if you had let's stay in that range, okay? Because we're going to average about twenty-eight to thirty-one points a game, maybe more. Yeah, I mean, so, really, now, y'all need to be able to keep up with us. All right, moving on to the two top dogs in the ACC. Ooh. They they both have about the same odds to win the title. They fluctuate from day to day depending on the money that's coming in at that specific time. Both with win totals of nine and a half. We're starting with the Florida State Seminoles because they are not the reigning conference champions. Critical games, LSU at Clemson, Duke, Miami, Florida. They got to split that LSU-Clemson games, right? They got to to get to this nine and a half. Yeah, they got to. If they don't, they're going to go under. And like I told y'all in the first episode, they're going to start this season two and two. It's going to happen. LSU is way better than they were last year. They might come into Orlando and rock them. All right, skull dragon. Like a freaking uppercut to the chin. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I think that game is going to be really good. It's going to be really fun. It's probably going to be the game of the weekend. Um, Sunday night. Yeah, that one's going to be really fun. I would not bet on that game. What's Do you guys know the point spread for that game? It's like two and a half LSU or something <sighs> like that. So close. I mean, yeah, close. stay away from that game. Yeah, but my controversy of the night, they're going to go two and two to start the year, and then they're going to win a lot of games, and then they got to come to the swamp at the end of the year. That game's going to be closer than a lot of people are going to give us credit for because Florida's probably going to be struggling by then. Uh, but watch the Gators pull an upset, and the under is going to happen nine and three for the year for the Knowles. Florida's going to chomp them and just just 
It's going to be a night game in the swamp. Watch and see. Cody, your best friends in Tallahassee, the criminals, as you call them, (laughs) how do you think they're going to fare this year? I think the hype is warranted with Florida State, you know, Jordan Travis being a – yeah, I mean, a Heisman candidate. They got Trey Benson behind him. The tree, Johnny Wilson, uh, you know, out wide. They got eight guys up front coming back. Um, replacing guard Dylan Gibbons is probably their top priority. They brought in guys, I think, three different ones from transfer um, to try to find that. Um, one of them being KJ, you know. Um, defense, you got nine coming back. Uh, they lost Jamie Robinson and uh, – Robert Cooper, both those guys are gone. I think the biggest thing for me talking to FSU is can they get better against the run? You know, they were 11th in the ACC last year. I think that was one of their biggest struggles. Um, but Mike Norvell is is making that plan come true, man. And he spoke on it many times. I think he's he's building it right, and I think that's a team you really don't want to see no matter what conference you're in. Um, when you got a guy like Jordan Travis and the weapons they have, man, they're going to be really tough. I do think they beat Clemson um, at least during the regular season. We'll see how it goes in the post. But I'm going to take the over with Florida State just because of what they have. Um, I mean, I want to say this. I think they need to get better in pass, for, pass protection. Jordan Travis is always running around, dude. He's always having to escape. And if Jordan Travis can stay healthy, then dude, they're they're gonna have a decent, they're gonna have a really good year. I mean, right. yeah, and that's um, why they brought he, them guys in too. Mm-hmm. He's always been kind of hurt. I mean, mm-hmm. he always gets hurt at some point during the year. He gets hurt. I mean, he has his whole career there. So can he stay healthy? Can he stay healthy in the big games? If and can he can he make the big plays with his legs? in the crucial moments, kind of like he did against Florida and Oklahoma to end the year. If he's if he's able to scramble and if he's able to pick up yards with his feet, not as like a last resort, but like kind of more of like a designed or if he's not having to run from pressure, scramble, yeah. and then having to make a play. And like you were saying, stay healthy. Stay yeah. healthy, Jordan Travis, please. That's why I drafted you because I believe in you, Florida State, <laughs> over nine and a half. Just another thing that I was wanting to touch on with Florida State, they've been rebuilding through the portal. And so I think this is a true test of can you successfully build a playoff roster through the portal? And then, can- and then can that rebound into recruiting and where you just don't have to live off of the portal. So well, I think that's these, the overarching storyline. Can these guys come in and just kind of jump into the system and not disrupt right. the system? Like, can right. Coleman come in and not be begging for the ball? Like, just, dude, he, Travis is going to get you the ball. Just jump in and do what you're supposed to do, and they just keep going like they were right. at the end of last year. Um, that'll be interesting to see, man. And. Man, they kick off the year with LSU. That one's going to be really fun down in Orlando. I'm really. I, I wish that was Saturday. I wish that was Saturday night, but it's going to be Sunday night. So it'll be fun to see. Man, can we take a moment and can we notice that Cody, two out of Florida's three biggest rivals, he picked over on both of them. <laughs> yeah, what a punk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, I'm for the people, Gus. True, true, and I. No, I just, I just acknowledge talent, man. I mean, yeah. Florida State's, they've got it, man. Oh, and yeah. I think, I think Miami is building, and I. There's nothing, honestly. I mean, if I'm being truthful, I'd love to see the big three. Yes, oh, I said yeah. big three, um, in big Florida ball. get, yeah, uh, get good again, man. And it looks like, at least from from outside looking in, it looks like they're in that direction. So, if but, if my Gators can do a little bit better, and and Miami can figure it out. Let's, let's get rocking. Uh, Florida State has a ton of talent, but Clemson has more talent. Clemson does oh. have more talent, and that's who we're talking about next. The reigning, reigning ACC champions, Clemson Tigers. Man, the, they were an interesting team last year because you had the quarterback dynamic with DJU, Cade Klubnick. They really 
they really didn't look good in a bunch of games last year. They really struggled on the offensive line due to health reasons, not really talent reasons. They still struggled in the wide receiver room. Quarterbacks were struggling. I think that's more so on former offensive coordinator Brandon Streeter's system. Over under nine and a half. I think Clemson's going to continue their streak of 10 win seasons. I mean, they're at Duke, Florida State, at Miami, Notre Dame, UNC, South Carolina. They're at South Carolina. That place is going to be rocking. I think it's a pretty tough schedule, but I think Clemson's talent and that new offensive system Garrett Riley is going to pull through. Give me the over, probably a 10 and 2. Garrett Riley has had a top 10 offense everywhere he's been. So TCU, App State, uh, I think SMU, everywhere he's been, man, he's had a top 10 offense. And last year they were 48th in total offense, so I expect that to come up. I don't know if it'll be top 10 because, man, you kind of mentioned their skill guys just haven't been the same in these past few years. Um Got to see if their offensive line can get healthy. If they can stay healthy and just find their go-to guys on the offensive end, dude, they're going to be just fine. Um, yes. I think they'll be 10-2, 11-1, somewhere around there. 10-2 is more likely. I'm going to over with them. Um, I expect the defense to continue doing what they're doing. They were 28th in total defense last year. So mm-hmm. um, I expect Clemson to continue their ACC dominance this year with the over and my ACC champion. Oh, going ahead and calling the champions in early July. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, oh. they, are, they are my champions. I think it's hard to take the under with Clemson just because of the recent success they've had. Right. And then you bring in Garrett Riley, man. He obviously knows what he's doing. Um, Kay Klubnick being the first-year starter, you know, I'm curious to see how that goes and now that DJU's gone. He's, he's the man. You know, we've heard so much about him coming out of high school and what he can be, but – He's not really my biggest issue on offense. It's those receivers, man. They just they have good but not great receivers, and that's one thing that I I wonder, you know, how Garrett Riley's going to use them guys as far as Antonio Williams or Adam Rudolph has been hurt, and you know, uh, Cole Turner, those guys. I mean, they're like I said, they're good, and they're probably a lot better than some of our favorite teams have, but they're just not up to that Clemson standard. You know, Clemson kind of puts theirself as wide receiver you, and they just don't have that that type of guys to me um and then the ol is still i mean they're going to be good they lost jordan mcfadden to the nfl uh they brought in tristan lee who was a five-star um i don't too much worry with them because of how you know they've recruited over the years because of how acc is um the defense is going to be fine dude. the defense is great i think you know west uh goodwin who took over for brent vittables is year two his corners kind of got hurt and banged up a little bit last year. Um, they'll be back. You know, they got pass rushers coming back. They got a freshman that if you don't know who Peter Woods is, that dude is going to be household name. Um, their linebackers should be good. I think they're going to be be doable. That Them and Florida State are, are clearly the two that are, are fighting for the top. And um, I'm gonna, you just have to take the over with them because of the success and the way that program has been ran the last few years. The only reason they would not go over would be this, that and the second half of the schedule is pretty tough. Starting on October 22nd, they're at Miami. They're at NC State. They have Notre Dame at home, Georgia Tech at home, North Carolina at home, and then at South Carolina. I mean, if they don't lose to FSU, then – you could have two losses in there. And if they do lose to FSU, watch out because that, that's I think they're going to, man. And I, I think it, it really boils down to K Klubnik, right? Because, mm-hmm. you know, the game is just so much faster in college than it is uh, in high school. And yeah, he had a couple of games under his belt, but, you know, you're kind of the dude now. And that everybody is around that program is used to winning and they're used to coming out, you know, ACC champs and everything is going to be. That's what they're going to expect. And when things start getting shaky, because it's going to get shaky with, you know, first year starter and, and a new OC with those yeah. type of receivers, they're going to hit some bumps in a row. So 
I'm curious to see how Cade kind of handles it, you know. Which which is why I think their week one game at Duke, kind of like I was talking about whenever we were talking about the Blue Devils, I mean, that game at Duke, week yeah. one, it's a solo game on a Monday night. The whole country that follows college football is going gonna, is gonna to be watching. And, I mean, Duke's not a – they could lose to Duke. They could lose to Duke. But will they? Yeah, yeah. They're going to have to be ready to go in that game. Um, yeah. Don't think they're going to lose to Duke, though. Um, kid, it could be closer than like what people would think when they think yeah. of Duke football because they probably haven't paid attention to Duke football ever. Um, yeah. But, dude, that Florida State game being at home really helps me say Clemson's going to win that game. If it was in Tallahassee, oof, I, I, I just don't think. I'd pick Florida State to win, but it's in Clemson, so I'm going to go Clemson. I'm iffy on that Death Valley, but that's just me. Because it's, it ain't the uh, real Death Valley. Well, that's true. It ain't the real Death Valley, man. I said, I said that was true. Who who are we breaking down next week? You go Big 12 or you want to uh, go your boys out west? I say since we went East Coast, I say next week we go West Coast, baby. We just let our hair down in that California sun and we break down the Pac-12. Let it all out. Let it all out. All right, man. I have enjoyed our time here on the Extra Point Podcast with the College Football Experience. We are the College Football Experience. My name's Gus. That's Will. That's Cody. Anything y'all got to say before we sign off for the night, fellas? We have our trip booked to Ohio State officially. We are going. I don't know if I already told this or not, I, but I I think you did. And we officially we got our LSU tickets. Well, we don't we have our tickets, but we're, tickets. we we got the list. But oh, yeah. we got our Auburn tickets. So I mean, we've got we got our we got our uh, stuff pretty booked, man. Um, our videos we're gonna make. We are really excited for this. Is why we did this was for these the actual college football experience we want to put you guys through so it'll be like you were with us in ohio state with us in the real death valley um please follow us on tiktok instagram apple spotify subscribe to us on youtube share our videos that's the only way we can people can watch us and follow us comment on our stuff we love for people to comment so we can um interact with you um, I know on TikTok, we had some people talking trash to Gus. Um, so I had to jump on them real quick. So the people please, love me, baby. Please follow us, like, subscribe, man. Thank you guys for the support. We love it. We love doing this. So thanks, guys. Cody, last words before we sign off for the evening. I just want to say we're getting closer and closer, man. I'm I'm ready to to see some real football games. Breaking down this stuff is is making it that much realer. You know, it's coming. But there ain't nothing quite like hearing a pads pop on an early Saturday morning, hearing that college game day jingle. Yeah, hey, camps open July 31st. And I can't wait. Until next time, fellas, thank you. <laughs>